0: All right, Weekly Sauce, episode 38. I'm always confused, Alex. Episode 38. Um, 38. Yeah. This episode, as usual, is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, I haven't said it in a while, but I feel like we're going to talk about a lot of dicks today. So I'm going to say this, that that mushroom shuffle sauce sucks your dick. Like, that thing is unbelievable. I Eggs pasta, ribs, steaks, mustard truffle sauce. sauces, the way to go. Now, since we have a local a uh, fellow Greek on, maybe he likes Maybe BBQ can make like a, a tzatziki. I don't know. Maybe they so can make something but like. it's- yeah, yeah, well, I mean, they don't make the meat, Alex, but, you know, we can do like a tzatziki sauce. I think Mike's BBQ Rub yeah. can use that, you No, know? It's a barbecue thing. I've gone to barbecues where tzatziki was on the table. I feel like they should make one. They mastered the mustard truffle. They should make the tzatziki sauce. If they do, you can do hot sauce 10 for 10% off the entire side. I'm happy to have on, as usual, my colleague, my cohort, Alex. How's it going, buddy? i'm doing all good man what about you i'm good man i'm good i'm pumped i'm pumped uh we got josh and Labros from drive for 25 drive 425 podcast um as well man i'll start with you josh since you guys uh, don't have the same voice
1: we can <laughs> thank make you that both, work alex you <laughs> <laughs> we keep trying but it doesn't work terry alex thank you both for having us on it's a great it's a lot of fun um can't wait to talk i don't even know I, I i just can't wait for it i know you guys will will you know do your usual shit and we're just along for the ride happy to be here absolutely lambros
0: how's it going buddy
2: uh i mean happy to be here as well thank you again uh for having us on uh i think it was josh josh sent me a quick uh, screenshot of uh the outline of what's the uh, what's in store for today i'm like you know what yeah might as well Let's yeah just, yeah uh, let's go just go get into this. it
0: let's just get into it we'll get into it right away so uh when we came on your show i don't When when we come on your show it's probably like Four months ago, right? It was last season. I think
1: it was. I think it was in the, the summer.
0: Yeah, summer, yeah, it know. was back in the summer. It was in the summer. Yeah. And Josh, you and I had a uh, we had a feisty argument about uh, burgie and I was like, I'm I, I'm a, a burgie guy, like I'm sold on burgie. And you, on the other hand, we're not. Are you? Are you drinking the Kool Aid now? Have you taken a cup of the Kool Aid but not taken a sip yet? Like, where are you at? Because those are the only let's two just, options.
1: Let's just say. Let's just say the cup is in my hand. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'll ever go as far as saying I'm a Bergie guy, or as I like to call them Bergie apologists, um, the or or people that you know like to dig their head in the sands and just think that everything in Montreal Canadiens land comes up rainbows and unicorns. But uh, no, I will say this: um, Lambros Lambros can actually back me up on this. I hope he doesn't lie. Um, I've said multiple times on the podcast um, for throughout the throughout the start of this season is that. I have no complaints whatsoever with with Mark Bergevin, what the job he's done in the off season, getting this team built, getting this team put together, um, which sometimes I should say all always feels a bit weird for me to say because I've spent eight years bashing the man. Um, but I will, I, I I mean, the other day I renamed him King Midas because everything he touched this summer turned to gold so far. Um, I so yeah, I don't know if I'm fully drinking the Kool Aid, but I've definitely taken a sip.
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it, Lambros, What about you? Are you on? Are you in or not? Uh,
1: I mean, I think.
2: I uh, in, in I'll, I'll defend Josh on this one. Uh, I think we were both go, we both agreed on the idea that Bergeron was entering an offseason where he needed to hit home runs like left, right, and center. There were a lot of pieces that were promising on the team prior to free agency uh this past season, but you know, you, you can't argue with what he's done and uh make it. you can't argue with anything, you know. Josh Anderson is, looks like an absolute steal and a half, you know, a type of player that the Canes have been lacking. For a really long time, uh, that has the combination of the size, the goal-scoring ability, and the speed. Tyler Toffoli is just a very smart hockey player. You know, you have two guys right there who have what 19 goals combined. That's, and they're both in the top half of the goal-scoring list in uh, in uh, in the NHL. So right off the bat, right there, it's like you're already doing something right. Uh, you see how I mentioned it. We did um. With, uh, with Josh and another buddy of ours Chris uh, a couple of weeks ago we did the three stars of who we think are the Canadians three best players so far one of them I put is Jake Allen look how, look how much of a difference he has been through what was it 15 games so far he's been keeping the team in it through every single match uh, and last but not least I think a guy like Joel Edmondson regardless of uh, what people may see about him whether he does well he leads the league in plus minus you know yeah it's uh, for a guy who's... I said it to Josh. For a guy who's a stay-at-home defenseman, a plus-minus is a pretty good stat to live by mm-hmm. uh, given that he does, he's not going to be... He's not going to have a, game, a season like Jeff Petrie is. But on the other hand, you look at him pairing with Jeff Petrie, look how Jeff Petrie was able to explode. That's a you good know? point. So, you so might, overall... You mentioned that...
0: Sorry, I go finish numbers. Sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. So overall, you're looking at immense pieces that... Mark Bergevin didn't even need to, you know, replace, you know, for years we've been talking about the Montreal Canadiens, you know, adding by subtracting, you know, they brought in Jonathan drewin but, you know, they lost Alexander Radulov. Uh, they brought it, they traded, they acquired uh, Shea and Weber, but they traded, exactly, but they traded uh, Piki Subban, but they got Shea Weber. So it's not, they weren't adding onto it. Uh, and this is the first time we actually saw, you know, they're adding additional pieces that could make them a lot better, not only for this year, but potentially for years to come. And you can't, like I said, you can't see anything wrong about what he's done because everything has been a has been a success in its own right.
0: You mentioned you mentioned Toffoli, um, and we'll get all three of your takes on this. Twenty five goals is that realistic? I think Toffoli twenty five goals on a full season is is like where his threshold is at right now. At ten goals, uh, I think second or third in the league. Are we getting twenty five goals out of Toffoli? I'll start with you, Alex.
3: Um, I do think he'll he'll reach it. I think he'll definitely reach 20 goals. Uh, well, I hope so. He's
0: on pace for more than that.
3: Off, off, yeah, obviously. If, obviously, he keeps up, but... He can't obviously. play Vancouver every night, though. It's the only thing. If you play Vancouver yeah. every night, you probably have 100 goals. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, and I do think he will... You know what? Fuck it. I'll say he'll he'll reach twenty five goals. There you go, twenty five. Josh, what do you think? Twenty five, over or under?
0: What do you say?
1: I'm going over. I think he hits thirty.
0: Thirty, eh? You know what? Thirties thirties it's a possibility. The only thing is what I mentioned before and Lamas, I'll get to you is that it's like it seems like he got three three goals against Vancouver you know what I mean then you got another two the next time they played you know so it's like he plays really well against Vancouver which is fine play well against them you're going to play them nine times anyway so play well against them every single time um, I, I do think 25 is, is like the limit though like the over under is set at 24 and a half I'll say 25 Lambros uh, I'm
2: going to uh, I'm going to say under 24 and a half I think uh, as much you know like if he hits 20 in a 56 game schedule that's already fantastic as it is but mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be a bit realistic. I'm probably gonna say about maybe he's probably gonna hit maybe 23. Mm-hmm. I see something like that. Uh, I'll be honest. The it worries me that a lot of his goals came in against one team. You know, it's call it what it is. And you know what? Every goal, if it leads to a win, that's that's what matters most. But I'm gonna be realistic and say 23.
0: It's tough, and and you know the team is like they've had like spurts, like individual players have played really well, exactly. and I'm, and I think it's it's been great. I mean, it's fun to watch, and you know, uh, like I'm excited for this season, like that's not that good, whatever, you know, like we're gonna say it. I know, yes, I was waiting for a reaction from Josh. <laughs> we're gonna say it because we're Habs fans, and we're diehard Habs fans, and we want them to succeed, right? So as soon as we we smell it, we tweet it. That's how it works around here, Josh. It, mu- it
1: must be so. It must be so nice to live in some form of alternate reality where you can just kind of <laughs> every year it's every year but i'm sorry it's and i and i it's not anything personal for you guys because it's it's really a bone that i've had to pick with so many of the habs fans that i see and i interact with on twitter is that it's it's there's just no there's no thought process behind any of it it's it's whatever Marc bergevin and Claude Julien do is there's no wrong and, mm-hmm. and you know what absolutely i am cheering for the team i think uh i think they're on pace have a really good season i think they could make some noise and some damage in the playoffs but sassana Cup and and this is and this and that kind of crap and and you know they're the best team in the world they're the best team we've seen since since you know the canada cup against russia or something and 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 i don't know it's it's like relax guys like uh, we'll talk about it later for sure but we haven't seen vintage carry price yet will we i don't know um, the defense still lacks people. Like guys, come on. Like Ben Chirac, I get it. Joel Edmondson, they've been pl- great players, but let's not think that this is a top town a top, even top five defense in the league overall throughout the course of his season. There's 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 some pieces missing. And I and I will say this, um, and I don't want to take over your show, but no, I- no, 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 you're yeah. the guest. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mentioned it at length. Uh, on, on last week's, uh, and you'll have to forgive me for this one, uh, last week's Drive for 25 podcast, which is available everywhere fine podcasts are found, um, that I think the Canadians are in trouble when it comes to center ice depth. Uh, and not that they don't have center ice depth. It's just when you're going up against the likes of Austin Matthews, John Tavares, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, Mark Scheifele, and Pedersen, and Horvat, and, and Dreisaitl, and McDavid each and every night of the season, forget what's going on in Ottawa because that's a complete nutter tire fire but other than that every time you play a team in this co- in this division you're getting outmatched at centers so i think they're going to have a good year i think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs but to say that they're going all the way i don't know but i can't blame you for, for you know being um, excited overly dramatic and exciting and <sighs> It is exciting. It's fun. It's I'd much rather watch winning hockey than losing hockey. But can we keep it a little bit realistic?
0: Only my girlfriend has ever called me overly dramatic. So Josh, you're <laughs> one. You're one of two people in the world. Uh, no. So I'm not. I, <laughs> I mean, I haven't drank. The, I haven't tweeted Sasanakopi yet. I said it like that just to get a rise out of you, and it worked. So we'll
1: be on the lookout for the first time. You I'm should. Sure.
0: You should. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so I won't say it until they get into the playoffs, until they may at least win one season, one, one series in the playoffs, which is I
3: think it's reasonable. Um, Alex, you were saying something. Yeah, I'm not sure if Josh saw it, but I did write a click what well, clickbaity kind of article. It was three reasons why the Habs will win the Stanley Cup in 2021, and I had so many comments on Facebook. What are you thinking? What are you this? What are you that? You're you're crazy. You're out of this world. I'm just thinking. Oh, cool, you're, you're clicking on the article. That's that's good for us. <laughs> Thanks for the click, bro. <laughs> That's it click. Dicks get clicks. And, uh, <laughs> I was laughing my my my, my ass off from that fucking article, but do I think they'll win? Realistically, uh, it, it, it's hard to say. Yes, it's hard to say. yes. We can't
0: say yes because they're in a such a they're in a division where they're not playing the best teams, right? So we have yeah. to think about that. And another reason is that they're just they they've looked good. They look great at times, but they've also looked. Habs-esque at times, and we haven't seen vintage carry <laughs> Price, like Josh yeah. said, right? So, Lambros, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned Jake Allen before. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jake Allen has kind of been the savior of this team, I think. I think that, uh, nothing against Kerry Price or all of it against Kerry Price. I think that, uh, I'm I've always been a Kerry Price, like, supporter. I think that he's considered to be one of the best in the league. Just can't, sometimes he just can't bring it in. And Jake Allen has given that, that window to, to, for the team to be like, okay, we don't need Carey Price to steal us all the games. We got Jakey in there to hold, hold it down while we put a couple goals in. Do you think that if, by the end of the season, he's able to take over the starting position?
2: Um, well, is he able to? <laughs> yes, yeah. will he? No, yeah, right, there's the um, question. I think, uh, I mean, we, we I'll put it this way we, we saw a vintage carry Price moment in, against Toronto like uh, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw a game where the Canadians looked like absolute shit the first two periods, and then they decided, you know what, let's pick a run at this. Carrie Price kept them in the game, and li- li- limiting a team like Toronto to, um, to just a one nothing lead going into the third period and giving his team a chance to win. That's that. That's why I always said about goaltending. And yeah, Jake Allen uh, has proven so far this year to be overall a better goalie than Carey Price. The numbers don't lie. But um, I think Carey Price usually has a slow start to the season mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, he looks at times a little unease when it comes to his positioning, when it comes to getting adjusted and all that stuff. But... The one thing, and I think it's the most important thing, that is we saw the Cary Price when he's rested in the playoffs when it matters the most. And if they're able to balance out the majority of the games, just like they've been doing so far, uh, I'm not going to be worried about Cary Price in the playoffs. I think at the end of the day, though, Jake Allen to be the legit number one, I don't see that happening. Unless Cary Price gets hurt, unless Cary Price uh, has... um, you know, uh, unless Carey Price for some reason uh, encounters Father Time and Father Time decides to knock him out in the fifth round, I don't see that happening. I think Carey Price is still going to be the, uh, the 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 goalie that we've seen for how many years, just keeping this team I- in games and just being vintage Carey Price on on a nightly basis. Josh,
0: what do you think? <laughs> Since you, you you scoffed at your colleague.
1: Uh, No, I, I absolutely. Not. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, if Jake <laughs> Allen gonna overtake Carey Price. I mean, it would have to be some sort of like I, Carey Price would have to miraculously, for some unknown reason, retire from the NHL for him to ever lose the starting job to Jake Allen. Yeah, um, I'm not. He's never gonna lose a starting job over the course of his monstrous contract. Um, But for the period of time that Jake Allen is gonna be a member of the Montreal Canadiens, there is absolutely zero chance in hell. right it in stone right now. Uh, that Carey Price is going to lose his starting job. Uh, not only have, I mean, people are people are, people are are emotional. People re- are reactive. Tell me about it. I know it. I'm the exact same way. Um, and, and we see Carey Price struggle, and then we see Jake Allen go in and, and, you know, steal a game or put up decent and actually really good numbers. And people are like, well, let's put Carey Price out. Let's put Jake Allen in. No, 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 no. That's, that's not going to happen. Uh, let's not forget the past Five years of Carey Price saving your ass countless times because you couldn't get the fuck out of your zone you couldn't score more than one goal to win a hockey game and and he never said a word signed a contract extension to retire a Montreal Canadian there is no chance in hell Carey Price is ever going to lose a starting job and nor should he because he is still and I say this today numbers might not back me up and people are kind of against me on this one but if you ask 30 what are there 32 NHL general managers with Seattle coming in I think thirty-one of them take Carey Price, and the only other one is because he's gotten lucky and he has Andre Vasilevsky. There you go. Um, other than that, that's it. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. It's that's that's c'est réglé.
0: Alex, you were gonna say Um something?
1: I yeah,
3: I was gonna say. um I think if Price loses his job, there'll be more headlines than when Subban was traded. Mm-hmm. I think it will create an outrage and people will be going crazy over Price losing his job. And Price being the franchise player, I just don't see him being man. No, it will never happen. You'll get your clicks.
0: You'll get your clicks, absolutely. <laughs> I'll write a shit ton of blogs on Carey Price. Um, it, it won't happen. And the reason why it won't happen is because we saw, we saw this with even Peter Budai. When Peter Budai came in and he was playing well as a backup, he's the backup. He knows his role. And I think as a backup role, you have a lot less... Uh, pressure. You have a lot. It's it's a lot easier to dictate and to manage when you don't have you don't you know that you're gonna have tomorrow night off. Like you know that night is gonna be off. So let me give it all right now. I'm good. Even if we lose, I'm just a backup. It's okay. But a backup that makes almost four and a half million dollars. So I think we should really take a look at that into consideration and think that maybe maybe Carey Price might be trade bait. I mean that could be a possibility too. But I and then I would be in Josh's. team when I would be like, Van's a fucking idiot if he trades Carey Price for Jake Allen as a starter. Anyway, I digress.
1: (laughs) van has been an idiot on a lot of things he's done, but that's beside the point. No,
0: never been an idiot before. That would be the first and only time he's ever been an idiot. (laughs) First and only time. Uh, I'm in it, man. I'm into the season. I think it's great. The only thing is, like I said before, the the Canadian division's a little weak. And we see, you can play Ottawa as many times as you want. You can play the the bad Vancouver D, uh, Toronto I mean, as good as they are, you know, they're still Toronto. They're, Toronto's going to Toronto at some point, right? So uh, we'll <laughs> see We'll see what happens then. Um, the coaching staff, so the house coaching staff, um, the way it's built is... Julien kind of is there, and then the guys kind of orchestrate everything else. That's the way I see it. Right, Josh? Like, yeah. it's not necessarily yeah. Julien calling all the shots here.
1: Well, I... Kind of, yeah, I guess. I think it's a, I think it's a. It's a. Co- it's a collaborative effort. Uh, but I think the, I think the final word comes from Julia. And I'm not gonna tell you that he overrules his assistants. Um, I think they come to the decision together as a unit and as a. a, a and and he takes that decision and runs with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's still the one making the final call for sure.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, Alex, you want you? I know you're. Um, I mean, according to your Twitter, you're balls deep into Josh Anderson. <laughs> balls deep. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, big dick Josh, as we like to call him at the Hot Sauce Sports Network. <laughs> of course, what what makes Josh Anderson's dick so big is my question to you,
3: bro. Just look at his at his skating ability, man. Wow, look how big he is and how in his skating ability. You you just don't see that often, man. And it's Josh Anderson's dick is probably like my fucking wrist, <laughs> my forearm. That's <laughs>
1: you're,
0: you're scaring off the young guys.
1: That's that guys, guys. I just that's a mental image that I will just never be able to get out of my head. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go to bed with nightmares tonight because that or, that was a sight or
0: dreams. And maybe Josh is gonna be like, whoa, different man, different man.
1: Josh,
3: if you're, if you're watching this, just letting you know I'm your biggest fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're also Josh Anderson's biggest Oh, well, which Josh are you talking about? We're talking about Josh DeRome or we're talking about Josh Anderson here? What are we talking about?
3: Josh Anderson. It could be very It could be very confusing
0: <laughs> when you say Big Dick Josh. It could be we don't know yeah. who you're talking about here.
1: Stop it. Stop it. You're going to give him an inferiority compliment. Josh from, that's
0: Joshua from now on. <laughs> Joshua, okay, yeah. Joshua. <laughs> Um, honestly, I think that Josh Anderson signing is the best one, man. It's so far. I mean, signing trade is it's been the best one. It's
3: but hold, but hold on, Terry. What's the size though? You, you didn't give it an inches. So.
0: I uh, see. I'm not gonna speculate, you know. But I feel like he's girthy. I feel like he's girthy. <laughs> I feel like he's lo- he's wider than long you know i think that's what that's what we're looking at here uh a little bit like the image i have portrayed on the youtube on the on the page right now but you guys can't see it yeah. <laughs> you'll see it when i post it later uh get third leg so the thing is that josh let's, let's get let's move away from the dick jokes first time i ever said that in my life um josh anderson he's been, he's been on fire and i think that he's he so far he's the best signing he's exactly what the has been looking for for a long time
2: right lambros uh yeah, I mean you, you said it perfectly. I, I was telling Josh. Uh, I think it was either we were on air or before or off the air one time before we prep. Josh Anderson reminds me a lot of Nathan Horton, that style of hockey player. And, That's a you know, fucking
0: some, great comparison, right there. And
2: when you and when you see you know Claude Julien, he, how he had success. I'm not saying that. The Montreal Canadiens resemble the 2011 Boston Bruins. I think in the slightest, there there are some similarities, uh, but I think uh, the game has evolved a little bit over the past 10 years. But when you look at the type of player, you know, Nathan Horton was a, a an aggressive, strong, uh, goal-scoring power forward who resembles a lot like Josh Anderson. And Nathan Horton was a very good skater as well.
0: Yeah. So,
2: um. But you're you're starting to see, you know, like you're looking at guys like Nick Suzuki, you're looking at guys like Jonathan Drone. We saw the chemistry build oh, during the um, during the playoffs last year. You saw that chemistry and you're seeing that like, okay, they have something, but something's missing. You know, I think Joel Armia played on that line for a little bit. He's a good hockey player, but he has his limitations as well. Uh, and you're starting to see now with Josh Anderson and how he's e- evolving that line to be something a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more exciting where you have three different elements um on what you're putting on the ice and when you see that work you know you have the playmaking ability of joint you have the sp- the, the two-way int- and the i hockey iq from nick suzuki and you have the crash the net uh go into the corners and you know either snipe the puck or get the garbage goals type of guy in josh anderson it's a recipe for success in this modern league so, when you're looking at a perfect piece, I agree with you, Terry, that this was the best signing and the best acquisition Mark Version has made, I could even say, in a really long time. I you know what? Probably as far as Shea Weber, maybe.
0: You know what? Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. I think getting Shea Weber is the biggest thing, and we just, uh, on the other show, Not Sauce for Work, is we had John Liu on, and John mm-hmm. Liu told us, um, I asked him what the difference is between the chemistry in the locker room, like the group of guys, and is it similar to what they had in 2010, and, you know, things like that, and and he said, honestly, he's like it's Weber. He said it's Weber. He's the guy that, like, it, because he has such a presence and he's so good that he's still gonna he commands respect on the ice and off the ice. He the team is like rallying around him and they really respect him. And he said it's he's the best leader that he's seen in the and 14 years of covering the team, which speaks volume to like we're talking about Koivu. Like Koivu to me is one of my favorite players of all time, and. Everybody talked about his leadership skills, and for Weber, for him to say that about Weber, it speaks volumes to how the team is buzzing right now.
2: I think, uh, I think, well, I think Mark bergeron once said, I think it was in an interview, he's like, I want to be known as the guy who acquired Shea Weber. That's why I want my legacy to be that I br- I win a Stanley Cup in Montreal, but also to be the one who said I brought Shea Weber into Montreal, and there's a reason
3: for it. So yeah, absolutely. So and about Josh, and, and great about great Josh legacy. Anderson. <laughs> josh anderson's acquisition at first i'm gonna be honest with you. i wasn't too um i wasn't confident that's right the the right words because at first i was shocked i thought mike stole me for much for josh anderson should be you know one for one not us including a with the round second, pick. Yeah, okay. but now yeah and i'm like why did we give it the extra pick and then he comes in first game scores first goal excellent presence on the ice he hits and and like you said Lambros we had Armia on the on that line last year but the thing with Armia is the the skating ability and Josh what separates Josh Henderson from Armia I believe it's the um, the speed yep. and it's and skill as well and, and Armia Armia's skill, honestly, low key, he's really good. He's a skilled well, player, he, yeah. He's a skillful player. He, he just doesn't use it much. Yeah, and, I and guess. That's the issue. And, and I remember Armia was a first round pick as well. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. so, so so the skill is there. But back to Josh Anderson, he, he, he has something that we really miss, like you said. And. That's what I really appreciate from Bergerman. He went and got something that we don't have. And like Bergerman said, there's not many Josh Andersons in the league. There's... Uh, at, the, at the top of my head, there's like five. Max. Mm-hmm.
2: And two blacks. of them are the Kachuk brothers.
3: <laughs> and, and the other one's like Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. And then yeah. we have... Yeah. But yeah, I'm really happy with his acquisition. Absolutely. So Josh,
2: well,
0: you, you kind of laughed at the Armia Anderson uh, comparison there. Ah,
3: nah.
1: I don't I, know. I mean, I, I've, I'll say this. And... Um, this one is this one's for Alex, but uh, I've been a fan of, of big of big Dick Josh <laughs> since he came in the league. Uh, that one's for you guys. Uh, since he came in the league with Columbus, uh, I, I I've compared him countless times to Tom Wilson, and you guys just mentioned it. Uh, I think he's a Tom Wilson light hockey player. Uh, I think he's got more skill in one sense when it comes to you know scoring goals uh, and shooting the puck than Tom Wilson does. But the rest of the game is very much similar. Uh, and then, if you—I mean, if you ask me—what was what was one of the biggest things that the Montreal Canadiens forward group was missing was that prototypical big, fast, keep, uh, the guy can skate power forward, um, and and a guy that's going to go and not ashamed, not afraid to go in the corners, hit a guy, dig for that puck, um, and and or also a guy that can just snipe it from you know whatever side side of the rink he's on. And, and I think Josh Anderson comes in, and, and he really also allows everybody to slot in perfectly. Mm-hmm. He allows Brendan Gallagher to play Brendan Gallagher's role. He allows Jonathan Drouin to try to be Jonathan Drouin on some nights. He, he allows uh, Tyler Toffoli to may not maybe not be the prototypical, well, if you only sign Tyler Toffoli, well, then everybody's paying attention to Tyler Toffoli. All the spotlights in Montreal are on Tyler Toffoli, and maybe he doesn't come out to that much of a hot start, and he's probably also not playing. On the third line to start the season, and he's playing against lesser defensemen and lesser, uh, you know, defensive style forwards. And so I think Josh Anderson coming in and really establishing that early chemistry with with Suzuki and, and Jewett has built the built the Canadians a real. Dangerous top line. Say what you will forget, Dano, Tatar, Gallagher. That's not the first line. The first line is Suzuki, Drew, and and, and Anderson. They are the most reliable Absolutely. line night in and night out. I mean, if it were up to me, Philip Dano would be fired out of a cannon and pointed directly at the sun. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation. Josh Anderson is exactly what the Montreal Canadiens were missing. Um, and I, I mean, I totally agree with you, Alex. When I first saw the trade, a third-round pick—what the fuck is this? If anything, they should have given the Montreal Canadiens a third-round pick because nobody really quite knew what kind of Josh Anderson they were going to get because of the injury troubles uh, over the past couple of years in Columbus. Uh, and and Max Domi, say what you will, but Max Domi, yeah, he struggled a little bit last season, but he was still coming off of a, what was it, seventy-point season, the, the year before that—that like, yeah. that doesn't just miraculously go away. Uh, but at the end of it, like now, we're seeing why Mark Bergevin did not hesitate. To include the third-round pick to make sure he was the one that got Josh Anderson,
0: and I think that was evident too. I think it, Mark he fits kind of a Benjamin style, and um, yeah. I'm in, man. I'm sold on Anderson. Now uh, we saw one of our beloved players get put on waivers this week, Uh Paul Byron. Um, I'll start with you, Lambros. What was what was the reasoning behind that? What was the thought behind that? And is he coming back? Is he going to be taxi squad? We don't know what's going on there.
2: Uh, I think. I think. Number one, I uh, we spoke about it a little bit, Josh and I, on uh, our podcast. Like Corey Perry, uh, kind of played himself into the into the lineup. He he's been playing. You know, we look at a bargain deal at uh, 750k at the time. You know, and we saw it as okay, good depth. Just like McKillop, like good depth, quality quality player, good locker room guy, guys who've won Stanley Cups. Um, familiar with Weber. Familiar with Weber exactly. Uh, got, got, listen, Corey Perry's a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. as, as any way you want to look at it. But when you look at a guy who brings another different element to the fourth line, you know, a guy who's not going to score every night, but you know, early on it when he started to play, he was providing numerous scoring chances. Um, Uh, veteran leadership he was crashing the net on the power play he was doing the little things that he's familiar with as he's gotten older as for paul byron paul byron has struggled to begin the year let's call it what it is uh i think that's first and foremost secondly um you know paul byron's role has reduced significantly due to to the acquisitions that the montreal canadians have done you know he used to be a few years ago he was scoring 20 goals on the second line nowadays he's playing sparingly fourth line minutes uh and then a frequent penalty kill here and there i think what claude Julien has done when it comes to what is it rotating six or seven players uh in terms of forwards on the penalty kill has kind of reduced uh paul byron's role overall in terms of his what he what he does on the ice but um I think overall he hasn't been playing well. I think a cap, the cap is also his salary has been a bit of a yeah. He's not very well. he's not very
0: cap friendly. That's for sure.
2: Especially for his age, especially for his production production the last few years. Granted, last year he was injured, but um, will he be back? Yeah, I think he's going to be back. Uh, he he Mark Bergevin Claude gave him an A for a reason. You know, he still has an important role on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, injuries will come and go for sure as well. You you never know who may get hit, but to have a but uh, you know it's just like uh, when you look at their the Habs' defensive depth. You know to have a guy like Paul Byron in your taxi squad, your team is in pretty good shape. Good shape, yeah. But well, he's like one of the
0: fastest skaters in the league. I mean, I have a question for you guys though. Mm-hmm. I put a twenty five dollar bet that that Romanov is going to win the Calder Cup, the Calder Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not looking great. Okay. it looked good like really? after a couple games
1: and I was like thank you god know. it was only $25 seriously <laughs>
0: it's the biggest bet I made all year um this
1: probably should be the end <laughs> <thing I'd
0: like. laughs> uh, if you throw
1: your money away let me know I'll send you my email address you can e-transfer me all yeah time. okay cool
0: like. Venmo um so I mean I obviously he's not going to win the Calder, the Calder I keep on saying the Calder Cup he might win the Calder Cup if he keeps up you know what I mean <laughs> but he's not going to win the Calder Trophy anytime soon um what are, what are what are our thoughts on Romanov? Is he Romanov or Romanov? I don't know how to pronounce his name anymore. Uh, Romanov, it's Romanov. Eh? I'm still calling him Romanov. I don't care. It's the prep. it's Me the too. it's the right way in my head. Um, what are we thinking of him? Like his development looks good. I mean, he even though like he looks a little out of place sometimes. I think that he's he's shown some signs of of greatness. And Josh will get to you first, and we'll go to Alex.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, I would. I was I actually talked to the Lambros about this exactly this exact point uh, on the podcast last week. For us, is I would actually like to see Alex Romanov get some ice time with Shea Weber. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Alex Romanov has played as well, if not better, on ninety percent of the nights he's out there mm-hmm. than I personally was expecting, and I think a lot of people, reasonable people, were expecting. Um, and and I, when I look at what the Canadians' defensive core is missing, is they're really missing that prototypical left-handed shot, puck-moving defenseman that can transition the play, get the puck out of the zone quick uh, and transition it into the offensive zone. And I think Alexander Romanov can be that player for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and I think that's what a pairing with Shea Weber is missing. Look, no offense to, Shea, uh, to, to Ben Chirot, nothing against the player. I think he's a great defenseman. I think he's a great player for the Montreal Canadiens. I just don't think that a Shea Weber, Ben Chirot pairing that are two lesser mobile guys, lesser transitioning, more defensive style players are. That's not going to cut it in the in in long term for this team. So I I would like to see what Alexander Romanov. I'm not saying staple him next to. Don't don't do what they did with Victor Mete a few years ago. Don't mm. staple him next to him for the next for the next 56 games of the season and say we're gonna sink or swim, kid. Have fun. No, maybe you try it out for a period. You know, you're down in a game or something. You try it out. Coaches do this. Um, at least good coaches should be doing this. Uh, and so I would like to see what. Look, this is the future star, quote unquote, about of of the Montreal Canadiens blue line. Uh, it was supposed to be Sergeyev, but, you know, now we have a, a, a third-line player at the best in, in Jonathan Drouin. Uh, really great move by your guy for that one. Um, <laughs> but it's it's if, if Romanov is supposed the to... The only be one ahead. I disagree
0: with, by the way. The only move I disagree I with is Drouin for well, at Sergeyev. Least
1: disagree with the right, at least you disagree. That's the, it's uh, the worst if, one. <laughs> if, if if Romanov is supposed to be that player to build around build around for the next generation, uh, for the next 10 years of this team's defensive core, then, then I would like to see him... Play some bigger minutes with Shea Weber. See what that pairing looks like, and if it works, great. Then you can slide Bencheraud all the way down to the third pairing. Uh, you play him with with you know Kulak and Mete. Whenever they rotate that stuff, he still gets his penalty kill minutes. He's still gonna I mean, Ben Chirot's the ty- the perfect team guy. Let's not forget. The Ben Chirot was what? What was he like? He was a second or third pairing defenseman in in Winnipeg. Granted, that team was deep on defense, but let's not kid ourselves into thinking that Ben Chirot is a top pairing D. Just kind of like don't kid yourselves into thinking Brett Kulak is a second pairing defenseman. Uh, and he's not. He's at best a sixth. And and so, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll finish my rant on this one is, and I'll bring it <laughs> back to my to your initial question and your point is, what could we expect from Bre- from think we can expect more of the same i think he's going to get more and more comfortable he already is pretty comfortable uh and and ballsy at sometimes to make the plays and i think we're going to see that keep developing uh he really runs the power play quite well for a young kid he really does Uh, and i and and i think that's that's just great for the canadians so i think expecting to see more of the same and hopefully an increased responsibility as well
0: okay so what you're saying is i should put 50 on the norris next year
1: uh, maybe give it a couple of years. All right, play. cool. All
3: right, three years, three years, three
1: years. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, 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 what you're sh- saying, Josh? Um, I do agree, Romanov deserve a better role, but I, what I don't want is him to be rushed, Absolutely. and to him be and to him being on the first pair, because knowing Montreal media and knowing how they always o- open their mouths about oh this players played so bad this night or whatever him being on a third line he's like kind of sheltered kind of yep. um i think kulak is may or may not be the right partner but him being on a third line to start off is really good sign honestly he played really well uh, like i like you said it's a he's a great puck mover on the power play for his young age um Met. I've seen I've seen people about talking about Mete being with Weber again. I'm saying no, no,
1: yeah,
3: fuck no. He okay. No, no offense to Victor Mete, but he does not fit this team. Look, if Victor Mete Mete improves, cool. I'm I'm glad. Like I'm not gonna be against him. I don't have a vendetta against him, whatever. But. The experiment with Weber, I think it's over. Okay, we can all agree on that. And the Mete and Weber uh,
0: uh, duo, that's over.
3: Exactly. Okay. okay. And Romanov, I do think the move next year would be with Weber. I think, I think, I think he should finish this year on the third on the third pairing, and then next year he could potentially go with Weber because I because th- I think next year, starting from next year, Weber's going to be on second pairing. And Chev Peters is going to take over the first pairing role. Well, I think it's mm. still, it is right. I
0: well, think I mean, it is right. The, the thing is that he's kind of like one A, one B at this point, right? It's not necessarily. Yeah, I top think
3: top. that's how it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I mean, it's it's I, t- and I'm it's sorry, good to know that they Terry, have a roster. I just Terry, give me just thirty seconds to jump in on Alex there, and I totally agree with you. I don't want Romanov to get rushed. Uh, that's why I I even said last season I didn't even want him in the NHL this season. Don't mm. rush the kid. We've seen so many times a kid get rushed and it didn't work. Uh, and I totally agree with you. Uh, and that's why I don't want him stapled to Shea Weber for, next, to the, for the remainder of the season. I'm just saying I would like to maybe see it in a third period when you're down by a couple goals uh, or even, in a, you know, just a couple shifts here and there in a game. Just see what do they look like? What is he like playing against top tier talent on the other side of the ice, too? Uh, I don't want him ruined. Absolutely not, because he's the only quality defenseman we've got coming. Uh, but I totally agree with you. Don't rush him. Absolutely not. Do not rush him.
3: And quickly, what uh, <clears throat> what they said also. Uh, well, 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 from what I've noticed, uh, Romanov he he tried to do too much. From 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 what I've seen him early on, he tried to do too much, and now the coaches are probably telling him, "Hey, relax, uh, do your thing," and you're good you don't need to impress us anymore <laughs> yeah I, it's not necessarily that he's good doing mistake. too much
0: is that he was trying to play his game that he's normally played and dominated for his entire life and they're like take a step back learn other aspects of the game because you're not going to be able to do that shit around here like that's just basically what they're trying to tell him uh, yeah good stuff boys i think we covered a lot of angles here i'm going to end it with this we're going to end it with give me one bold prediction i'm going to take a little thing from you guys here one bold prediction lambros um for until the end of the se- the end of the regular season. Give me one bold prediction for the Habs.
2: One bold prediction. Um until the end of the season. The Habs are gonna make a uh how can I phrase this? They're gonna make a pretty significant acquisition before the trade deadline.
0: Alright, significant acquisition for the trade deadline. Josh, you go.
1: Uh I will say that I don't know. Is it bold? Uh, I will say, you guys tell me, is this bold? I'll say Nick Suzuki leads your, leads the team in points at the end of the year.
0: So, hey, you know what? Bold? I think it's pretty bold knowing that we have two guys that are on pace to get over 20 goals. I think it's yeah. it's a bold prediction. Yeah. I think he can realistically finish one, two, or three in total points. Um, Alex, what's your bold prediction?
3: I think we're going to finish first in a North Division. That's very bold. <laughs> and, I have, and, I, and I have another one as well. I think... Hold on a second. I don't think, think too we hard. will... Josh Anderson will finish with tw- 25 goals as well, just like De Foley. So we got have double 25-ers. When's the yeah, last time we had that? What...
0: I don't even know. <laughs> 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 so I actually... My bo- okay, I'll give you my bold prediction. My bold prediction is that... Um, Edmundson gets more than one vote for the Norris. That's my bold prediction. For real. That's I, I'm like I'm looking at it. I'm like this. I see two guys out there being like, yeah, you know what? This guy deserves it.
1: <laughs> when did you get a vote for the Norris?
0: I would I would vote for Romanov because I have money
2: on it. <laughs> the, the, the rankings of the Norris, is a rank from one to ten. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I think there? so. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: he'll probably oh! get like, like a. Like a
2: 10th place post.
0: Yeah, I think he gets a 10th place post.
3: No? Oh, oh, yeah, that's that was my other bold prediction. We have three bold predictions. Oh, How bold oh. are you, Alex? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Petri is winning the Norris. Nah, that's not going to happen. Oh, that's not.
1: That's bold. not a bold He's bold the prediction.
3: favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He's Come not on. the favorite right now. He's not the favorite.
1: He should be. He should be, yeah.
2: Who's the favorite? Well, uh. Don't tell
3: me Quinn Hughes. No, no. I mean,
0: Quinn Hughes, yeah, because he's like the he's leading defenseman in scoring.
3: Honestly, Roman Roman Yossi has to be in the conversation every fucking year. Not this year. Not
0: this year, though. Statistically, not this year. His team is trash, and he's at a minus. Quinn Hughes, too, is
2: like minus 16. But he has the most
0: points as a defenseman. That's what they look at first for some reason.
1: Unless your name's Eric Carlson. Eric Here we go. Here we fucking go. That's a,
0: that's a debate for another won day. One at least. So. At least he won so one. I'm yeah. At least the, <laughs> 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 that's a that's a debate for another day. Well, boys, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can they reach you, Josh?
1: Dude, it was a pleasure having us on. Thank you very much. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Joshua ninety five. Reach out to the podcast, of course. Uh, Drive for 25 podcast episodes drop on a weekly basis. Um, we, we do what we can for that one. It's If you get tired of the uh, everything comes up, rainbows and unicorns and Habsland, you want some real conversation, some real hockey talk, feel free to come check it out. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you'll find a podcast.
0: And uh, just to, before that, I, I, I will agree that that's what I do, actually. Whenever I feel like I'm too uh, Habs drunk, I'll listen to a Drive for 25 podcast. And Josh, you put me <laughs> right back to ground. the right ground level, baby. 100%. <laughs> Lambros, where can they find you?
2: Uh, they can also find me on Twitter at Lambros Sovanis, uh given my name is not Joshua DeLorme, so I'll just spell it out, at <laughs> L-A-M-B-R-O-S-T-Z-O-V-A-N-I-S. And well, again, for our podcast, uh, it's pretty much just Josh ranting about uh, everything uh, everything full circle, whether it's COVID, whether it's the Montreal Canadiens, whether, you know what, it's the fucking Ottawa Senators. It's uh, You get a little bit of everything from Josh.
0: I love it, I love it. Yeah. Alex? Is it intern Alex or Alex the intern on Twitter? I always forget.
3: The intern Alex.
0: The intern Alex on Twitter. And if you want a lot of Big Dick Josh uh, comments, uh, I think you can go, you can go see Alex listen, on Twitter. He'll listen, he'll send it to you privately. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, I'm the biggest Josh Anderson Homer here. <laughs> you should and be too. I, I, I'm fully sold on him, and hopefully one day he comes on our show, I'll tell him how much. Hey, here's, like a,
1: here's a bold prediction. Here's a bold prediction for you. Before the... Oh, God. By the end of... Josh Anderson's contract in Montreal time in Montreal you'll have a conversation with him that's a uh, bold, that's a you bold
0: prediction you know what it's a lot closer than you guys think we'll talk about it off air um, drive for 25 <laughs> podcast you could, is it audio do you guys on YouTube or just the Spotify and uh, Apple it's
1: audio uh, we'll give you guys we'll give your listeners a, a, a free little preview a free little tidbit uh, Lambros and I are gonna start uh, most games when we can convenience wise. We're gonna do a quick little 50, 10, 15, maybe twenty minute uh, Twitter live show, oh, nice. post game reaction and analysis after most Habs game. Uh, that'll start, I don't know, probably next game. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that'll be uh, that'll be on the Twitter on the Drive for Twenty Five Twitter account also.
0: Perfect. Look out for that. I'm Terry Time on Twitter. Uh, Hot Sauce Sports everywhere basically uh again this episode is brought to you by mike's pbq rub visit mike's pbq rub mtl.com and get the big dick josh mustard truffle tzatziki sauce for 10% off um that was weekly sauce boys weekly sauce episode 38 peace
3: peace good stuff guys